A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. It's Mary and you're listening to episode 14 of the Black Berea podcast. I'm so excited today. <laughs> Israel was supposed to be in this episode, but he flaked last minute. But I'm joined by two people and we're going to be speaking about probably the most requested topic for us to talk about on Black Berea, which is on the topic of mental health. Um, everyone's always asked us, oh, you guys need to talk about mental health. And usually when we someone gives us something to talk about, we're so excited to talk about it, but we also want to do it in an appropriate and kind of a sensitive man- manner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've got like two people who can deal with the subject and we can have a good conversation. So mm-hmm. who's in the room? Hi, I'm Daryl. Um, <laughs> I'm a therapist in the NHS. Um, I work for a service that is called IAPT, so it means like improving access to psychological therapies. I'm Zoe, and um, I'm aspiring to be a therapist or to work. I'm kind of still trying to define exactly what I want to do, but definitely being involved in mental health work. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it because I'm on my lonesome. So it's good to have people to talk to today. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Israel. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about mental health. Um, So just to kind of kick it off, like, what's like your background? Like, what interested you? How did you get into mental health? Like, why did that become an interest for you guys? Um, (laughs) I guess I didn't originally, I didn't originally try to pursue it. Yeah, I remember initially when I was in secondary school, I wanted to be, become a, an accountant because I really, really liked like maths and the mental arithmetic. Yeah, but then I kind of failed my maths exam. I just got a C <laughs> instead of getting like an A or whatever. C is not a fail. And then <laughs> C is a pass. I'm African, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, went to college, just did psychology on a whim. Mm. Got to university, did the degree on a whim, actually. If I'm to be honest with you, and then um, you get tutors in yeah. every year, and one of the tutors was like oh, you're a BME, you're a BME. I was like, what's a BME? And then they just dragged me to some lecture. <laughs> like there was some program that um, UCL was doing yeah. where you can get like a mentor with a clinical psychologist and whatever. Anyway, fast forward, um, what, two years? Yeah. I was shadowing clinical psychologist, working in secondary care mental health. And now I'm here, a qualified therapist. So yeah, yeah I yeah. think it was kind of, We'll call it Providence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's amazing because I don't know many black male therapists, yeah, which is where oh, I was kind of keen well. to I've get you on I've only seen it. one wow. besides myself. That's incredible. Only one. And Zoe, how did you, how did, what's your, what's um, your journey? I actually wish I did psychology, but I ended up doing politics, even though I, has, I have no interest in politics whatsoever. <laughs> but I think I just wanted to go to uni, so I just picked something. Yeah. Um, but I've always had an interest in people and how people work, etc. There've been friends and family with like difficulties and like mental health difficulties and stuff like that. So I guess to some degree, like not in a professional context, but always kind of been involved in some kind of helping capacity, talking to people, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then literally one day I was like, wait, this is what I love doing. Why have I never thought about it in terms of a career? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I literally kind of. Um, started to read about it more and kind of 
was sure that okay this is actually kind of what I want to go into so um I'm not a professional like Daryl so don't judge me but (laughs) but hopefully god willing I'd have something meaningful to say or to contribute to the conversation cool so what would you guys define as mental health because when I was researching I think that you have the classics like Mm. depression you have anxiety but then you have like um trying to think of oh my mind's gone blank psychosis schizophrenia schizophrenia, bipolar Mm -hmm. disorder and you have all these different even body dysmorphic disorder Mm -hmm. so like what would you guys define like mental health to be i would say i would say first of all i think mental health is something that everybody has we have physical health we have mental health yeah um bad mental health or poor mental health which is probably what people refer to when they speak about mental health Mm. is or mental illness should i say Mm. is um when somebody's mind is 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 dysfunctioning in a way that is affecting their everyday life so um the dysfunctions in the mind are causing behavior that means they cannot get on with their everyday life Mm. Um, that's kind of how i define it in the shortest way i think um i'd say just going off the back of what zoe said i'd probably say it's the way you your mind functions in a variety of situations it's probably when you're thinking in ways that aren't congruent with reality Mm. or when if you have unhelpful thinking styles they become excessive or the impact is like very strong so for example if you are someone who's very anxious instead of being anxious and carrying on with your life your anxiety has now stopped you you're now isolating yourself you're now mm-hmm. worrying yourself into a state of panic yeah you're for example you could be like i guess for example you could do you could no how would i say it i guess for example you could be like if i miss this bus i won't get to work if i don't get to work my boss is gonna fire me if my boss is gonna fire me i won't be able to pay my rent if i can't pay my rent then I'm going to be homeless. If I'm homeless, people will laugh at me. Then I'll probably die or I'll commit suicide. It just spirals way out of control. And you've had all of these thoughts in a space of a few seconds. And now instead of dealing with the problems you have, you're sweating on your sofa at home. Meanwhile, you've just missed the bus. You've been thinking about missing. Yeah. So I'd say everyone, just, just even building off what Zoe said, everyone has mental health issues. Yeah. It's when it becomes excessive that it now becomes unhelpful because things like anxiety and depression are actually good for you. Anxiety helps you know that something harmful is coming. Mm -hmm. Depression helps you know there is something you're not doing. Yeah. So it's not, it's always viewed in a negative light, but it's not actually harmful. If you're depressed, okay, there's something that is, that I'm not doing in my life that I should be doing. Yeah. If I'm anxious, there's something harmful coming, so what can I do about it? Yeah. So, I mean, it goes further than that, but people always view it as negative. I guess, for example, we're in this room. If the place went on fire, we see it as harmful. We're now going to leave but generally what people do is when they have excessive mental health symptoms, instead of leaving, like taking action, mm, just they panic. just, they embrace their distress instead yeah. of looking for a solution. So I guess that's how I'd um, word it. But I guess it's on the spectrum mm-hmm. as well. You guys are just giving me information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, right, I need to get my notebook out. Um, so why do you think there's a stigma 
around mental health in the black community because I was literally trying to, I was looking for things like mental health, black community, <laughs> like articles and stuff. And there's not really much out there. It's like, why do you think there is a stigma in the black community on, around the topic of mental health? I think there's so many different reasons, but <laughs> what I would say first of all is in every community in yeah. the world, there is stigma against um, people with mental health issues. And just the conversation about mental health is generally seen. It's quite an awkward conversation. Um, and I think even when you think about disabilities or special needs and stuff like that, in mm. so many different cultures, there's so many words. Um, let's say in, our, in in England, we say crazy, mad, nut job. Some people say digi, like just different languages. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, in, yeah. And in yeah. all cultures, yeah. it's basically like, people are very much otherized for want of a better term. And mm. it's always very negative. It's always got to do with like uncontrollable madness and fear and people tend to be. So I think it's not, intrinsically a black issue but obviously we're here to discuss black people because we're black so um i guess in our communities i think i think there's so many reasons i think um our communities in this country at least tend to be um tend to place more of a emphasis or religion tends to mean more um even if people aren't themselves necessarily they don't consider themselves follower, followers of a religion. Mm. Religion itself seems to play a part in how people are brought up and all that kind of stuff. Probably more so, I'd say, than our white counterparts in this generation. Mm. And um, I'm talking about like, all different religions. Um, but all religions um, speak about not just the physical side of life, but also some people say spirit, some people say soul, um, hmm. There's just an, another aspect which, which is is spoken about a lot more in religious communities, um, and within that, a lot of the time people associate mental health or the symptoms of mental health with with um, like demon possession, um, with Satan, hmm. with um, someone like just against just them. some something's against them, curses, all these kind hmm. of things, and so. Like I said, although stigma is an issue in all cultures, in our culture, there's a huge issue when it comes to, is it a spiritual force? Is someone cursing me? Has someone put their blood in my soup? Or just something like that. There's a lot yeah. of superstition, yeah. um, which I think is unique. I think that kind of superstition is unique in our context. So yeah. I think that's one reason. Daryl? Oh. Um, <laughs> I think generally speaking it's a lack of understanding mm. yeah um I guess even with some of the like I guess the way people view mental health what is it no one can really define it it's a very ambiguous term building off what Zoe said um you're a nut job this girl's crazy mm. um this guy doesn't talk um, this person's a narcissist or this person this or this person's that it's all attributed to like mental health it's always painted in a negative way yeah um, I guess culture as well people think it's a demon or a spirit no one really knows how to really deal with that sort of yeah. stuff so they sort of shy away um, I guess even in our culture more Afri typically African culture if you tell your mum you're depressed you'll be like okay what's that yeah tell your dad that yeah go and do your your work go and do your face your man books. up stuff like yeah, that yeah man up mm. um 
And also, if you don't really understand something, you'll tend to shy away from it anyway. Yeah. Um, and also, if you don't know this is what you're dealing with, when are you even going to begin to address it? Yeah, and I, I think that's the case as well, because I think in like Caribbean African cultures, there's mm. this sense of even if someone is struggling, because I feel like everyone has someone in their family that you think, mm, that auntie, that uncle's not, yeah. something not right with them mm. type thing. Mm. But that whole sense of being strong and being tough and, you know, everyone does it. So, you know, everyone has a, a stressful life. Everyone has yeah. bills to pay. Everyone has mm. people to look after. Like, it's not that deep. And it, especially around black men as well, when that whole sense of being vulnerable, men in general, like that whole sense of being vulnerable or seen as weak, yeah. it's just not something True. that not we talk about mm-hmm. at all. And um, also it's hard to ask for help. Yeah. Very hard to ask for help. Because you don't know what's wrong. Because if, cause if you just don't know what's wrong with you mm-hmm. as well, like coming back mm. to what you said, if you're thinking, okay, I'm struggling, like I'm, I don't feel right or something, you just feel like, okay, who do... I don't even know what's wrong with me. Go? So let me just brush it under the carpet and co- go on with life. In and oh, go on. Yesterday, I've, I've seen, I think it's just over 170 people in the space of 13 months. Wow. I've seen three black people, men. Wow. One was middle-aged man asked him, how did you come to this? He was mm-hmm. like, my wife pushed and pushed and pushed mm-hmm. before he came here. The black guy, what did he say? Something about, um, he just went for a checkup with his GP and he started crying. Wow. Like no one actually knows mm-hmm. how they, none of them would have ever asked for help if mm-hmm. someone else didn't say any something, if that yeah. makes sense. I think, first guy what did he say i can't remember i think someone at his workplace had access mental health services before mm. so they told him to go but i think if you ask a lot of people they don't even know where to look for help mm-hmm. that's, that's the reality huge barrier, huge barrier to seeking help um is seriously also a lack of diversity in mental health services so a lot of people are like, am I just going to sit in front of like a random white guy who's not going to understand my culture? And if I speak about, um, like, let's say my belief in God, or I speak about something that makes sense in my cultural context, are they just going to be like, oh, she's crazy, oh, she's hearing voices, oh, she's she's trying to live for someone else, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it makes people very, very anxious to even seek help. And so they may just ignore the problem, pretend mm. it's not there. Then yeah just just so many reasons why people don't actually seek help they may Mm. not believe that it's a health issue um yeah you just don't want to be seen as vulnerable and somebody's needing help and um all them things there even going off your even going off your comment about um the therapists and stuff Mm -hmm. um even when i was training two black guys in 120 people Wow, so but then at the same time, I did wonder how many of us are even going for those yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. That was another um, thing. I remember asking the full leader. She said it was under ten percent. Wow. So I don't. I used to think it was like, oh, these people are racist, mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't think. <laughs> I think I, 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 But upon reflection, mm-hmm. speaking to people, I don't think a lot of, especially not black guys, are applying yeah. for it. I see a lot. I see more black, black females, women. Yeah. But. I black do men. not see many black men. And even for some people, their idea of a therapist is like a big black woman with dreadlocks. And that's just what they what they perceive. I remember speaking to someone who said something like that. But when it comes to black men, it's just... It's not the, possible. Yeah. yeah. And so people were like, I want to speak to someone that looks like me. Um, do you know what I'm mm. saying? I think that's a natural... You, you assume that people may understand you because they look like you and them mm. things. So. <laughs> what are some like common 
misconceptions that you have around mental health. So like, I think one thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about, well, I've, like, I've spoken to people and a lot of the things they've said is that, like, well, for, especially as a Christian as well, like if, mm. I'm, if I make it known that I'm struggling with mental health, whether it be anxiety, whether it be depression, whatever it is, it will mean I'm a bad Christian. It means mm. I'm, I've done something wrong somewhere. I'm not living the right life. Have I'm you ever quote unquote. <laughs> I know that's that's a good response. Like, have you ever read it's Psalms? Read but Psalms. I, maybe they just feel like that's There's David. A book called Lamentations. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> or like maybe I haven't prayed enough. I haven't read my Bible enough. I haven't believed enough. Job. <laughs> that was just like that's not good. <laughs> Jesus but in Gethsemane. Yeah, I know, I know. But then I've I've still spoken to people who almost sadly feel some sort of shame. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going through something. I need to tell Zoe. Uh, but I feel ashamed. Like I'm ashamed to tell her that I'm struggling. So, like, what kind of common misconceptions have you seen around mental health that people have around mental health anyway? So, do you mean specifically as in why we have those misconceptions or why what people the misconceptions don't ask for help? Are. What the misconceptions are. Um. Could you give me an example? So it could be something like, oh, um, if I go to a therapist, mm. they may tell me to that Christianity is the reason why I'm sick or um, <laughs> mental health is, I don't know, it's a, my enemy. It's it's not mental health. My enemies just curse me and I need to pray hard, harder. Um, or maybe I'm, the reason why I'm going through mental health is because I've sinned. Um, so Ooh. I remember like, Sorry, I was actually listening to a podcast on the way here. Um, Truth Table, I don't know if anyone... Hey, plug. <laughs> anyway, and I was listening to an old episode and um, they were doing like the analysis slash review of, what's that film, Get Out? Yeah. And something that one of the ladies said, she's actually a, a psychotherapist and she was saying how... Um, what am I talking about again? Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was saying how... Um, you know the scene, I don't know if you lot watched it, but the scene where... The spoon, um, the guy's down the, the spoon. He's getting hypnotized, and she was saying, as a therapist, when she watched that, she was like, "Oh my days! Yeah. Now more black people <laughs> building on a stereotype." Because it's just oh. an absolute mare. This idea, obviously, TV communicates certain things, and yeah. some of them are accurate. Builds but on if stereotypes. all you see on TV is people lying on the couch, um, talking about their childhood, <laughs> or if all you see is people, is someone it's tapping a spoon, and then suddenly you're in a sunken bit, then think that that scares people, like. That's, that yeah. would scare anyone because it's like, what are these, that these are trying to do? people from accessing services. Accessing services, yeah. what are these are trying to do to me? So I did a counselling and therapy course and part of the course, in order to pass the course, you had to be in therapy yourself. Yeah. I struggled. Like, I was like, I don't want to. I was like the last person to get a therapist. I was like, I don't want to do it. At the first one I said to my tutor, this person needs to be blacker than my dad. And, <laughs> wow. and then I was like, I think through that whole process, it took me like six weeks to call someone because I was literally like, and I, I think that part of why they want you as if you're aspiring therapist to go through per- therapy yeah. is to experience why people don't. So yeah. the thoughts the process you have in accessing the series and then how you actually feel. Cause like I was very, obviously I'm gonna tell you like my life, but I was very close <laughs> cause I was thinking like, what's this person trying to do to me? Like yeah, you're trying yeah, to get, yeah. you just want me to cry. You're just trying to squeeze my brain. And I think that's a perception. and. And this lady, the counselor, she said to me, like, I'm not trying to make you vulnerable. I hear like, I'm not, I'm not just, it's not like you, you have tears and then I tick the box. And then I'm like, yes, you've been successful. Like it's genuinely trying to 
be a meaningful way of helping you out but i think that perception of someone's just going to try and rip me apart rip me to shreds trying to talk make me talk about horrible things that i don't want to speak about and it's just for me i'm i'm talking on account of myself like that was a huge barrier mm. um even that ended up going in in in, in the end and i think so, yeah I've, I've spoken to people and they've always felt like not everything is into mental health yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. so like i don't know if i'm if Ooh, if i've sorry. gone through something someone might be like it's because you have this and a lot of people are like but it might not be because i have that mm-hmm. and i think that's another misconception of that mental health is just trying to diagnose you and put you mm-hmm. in a sort of certain box that mm. i may not want to be in mm. i think even with mental health people view it as you know on a tv you see people in disheveled clothing yeah or you see people who are like <laughs> running running <laughs> disheveled is a fantastic She's word Disheveled. Disheveled. <laughs> just oh in tatters. <laughs> or you see people who are... When I was driving to work um, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, there was a man standing at the traffic light. He was pointing at the traffic light, shouting at it. The guy is clearly gone. Mm. But even that, that's one aspect of oh, so to, mental to health. Admit, to admit that I'm going through something would be to almost say that I'm that equating that, myself yeah. to yeah. that person. So you don't want to like, be that person. Oh my gosh. I have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Am I going to become like mm-hmm. that man? Yeah. Like the example I just gave, the man at the traffic light. Mm. Let me keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Let me hold it down. Let me stay strong. But it's it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, wide. Like, no, <laughs> seriously. Seriously. If you go, if you, for example, if for example, when people think of mental health, they think psychosis, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So the person just behaving in ways we cannot understand, mm-hmm. talking to people who don't exist. But then on the other side of the um, spectrum, you have people who just have low self-esteem and mm. generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. But everyone, even me, everyone has small, bouts. I guess, small, I guess, bouts or pieces of mm. this in them. It's not, mm. how would I say it? Everyone has m- symptoms of mental health disorders. Mm-hmm. I'd say all of them, if I'm to be honest with you. Wow. But the impact is... I actually agree. Or the intensity is like 0.5 out of 10, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. If we're talking about someone who's um, a schizophrenic, generally they tend to... Or psychosis, they, tend, they have a skewed perception of reality. Mm-hmm. So you see me... But someone who's schizophrenic might see an, a demon who is out to destroy him. Yeah. He's, it, where you're both exposed to the same information, but um, you interpret the information differently. So they mm. have a skewed perception of reality. If someone's paranoid, you're sitting in your car. Is this person, in, is there someone in that car? Are they watching me? Um, and then, for example, if when you came to get me in my car, I looked. I, no, I looked around and I thought, I wonder if anyone can see me. That's still a symptom of paranoia, mm-hmm. yeah. but the thought didn't have a impact on me where I now be, um, became distressed. Yeah, I literally just, you're stupid, and I kept looking at my phone. Yeah, do you, do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. If someone's anxious, I it's guess um, to control the thoughts. If someone's anxious, you might be like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late to work. You worry, you become anxious, you see it as harmful. I'll do what I can, I'll text my boss, I'll get in when I get in. Mm-hmm. If I'm depressed, man, today was a rubbish day, I feel like rubbish. I'm going to eat rice and stew and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. do, do you get so what I mean? Resp- All of those are symptoms, symptoms, but it's when the impact 
or the intensity is like eight out of 10, seven out of 10, nine out of 10, that's when it becomes a problem. But everyone has little bits and pieces of different disorders or Mm -hmm. symptoms, I guess. It's just when it becomes excessive and now how you're not how you used to be, you're now seeing someone at a bus stop and you're like, yeah, this person's here to kill me. Yeah, that's so sad. Do you think that is, why is that? Like, is that just, after we know that we live in a broken world and sin Mm. impacts every facet of our life. Mm. So it does impact the mind. Mm. Um, If it it impacts the flesh, if we die, it must be impacting our mind. And I think, why have we not almost thought of that? Like, I have never thought of the fact that I may be susceptible to a spectrum of mental yeah. health issues that I've just never considered. You, you, everyone has symptoms of stuff. Everyone gets paranoid. Everyone has moments. They're just fleeting moments of experiencing different symptoms. Yeah, yeah. everyone does. Yeah. Everyone does. Have you ever, a car's been following you for too long and you're like, what the heck is going on? So you turn left and the second left, the third left, they're still there. Then they just park up and you're still driving and you're like, <gasps> yeah, that sense of relief. But, if that's happening to you all the time, you'll now start to become paranoid. But I guess with more, probably the uh, one distinction I'd like to make is you have primary care mental health, mm-hmm. you have secondary care mental health. Yeah. A lot of people think mental health is only secondary care mental health. So this is sectioning. This is hospital. Um, hospital. You're taking clonazepam, um, tranquilizers. Okay, maybe not tranquilizers. That's excessive. <laughs> but like, you're taking medicine taking that just shut down all mm. the dopamine in your brain, mm-hmm. so that you don't. You're just limp, basically. You're just asleep because mm. if you don't take that medicine, the delusions will become wow too strong. Mm. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, it's on a spectrum. Everyone has symptoms of different mental health disorders. It's only when when it becomes excessive. So primary care would be. talking to a therapist talking to a counsellor maybe so primary care mental health disorders would be anxiety depression low self-esteem um social anxiety um health anxiety so is it the less severe things is what you're saying i don't want to say severe because one isn't more important than the other Mm -hmm. Mm. i'd say for example if you have therapists like me in primary care depression various types of anxiety health Mm. anxiety social anxiety um phobias panic disorders Mm. like agoraphobia and that sort of stuff depression low self-esteem those sort of things Mm. and then you have the more extreme things psychosis schizophrenia paranoid schizophrenia um what do they call it again delusions of grandeur Mm. you just lose touch of reality that all of that stuff would be Secondary, secondary care mental oh, health yeah. this is the stuff you see in movies sink into the floor, f- floor and all of that stuff from the movies that like, yeah. and I feel like movies only show the second part yeah so, movies only show secondary <laughs> so care so that's people's perception of what mental health is and then a lot of the time people feel as if because I'm not as bad as this person that like you said the guy pointing um, to shouting at the traffic light let me just relax I'm not that bad yeah. or people feel like especially when it comes to, I find especially when it comes to depression I don't have a right to be depressed number one so mm. if if someone else is depressed and I can say okay I can see this what's happened in this person's life like something tragic's happened and um, I could see how anyone would be depressed for example but when it comes to them they can't necessarily point to something that's happened in their life they can't be like oh um, I lost this or they just feel totally like consumed mm. by 
depressive thoughts and suicidal thoughts they feel like i don't have a right to feel like i don't yeah. have a right to feel like this yeah, therefore yeah. i don't have a right to seek help do you mm. know what i'm saying i don't have to They're have compared, a right to call yeah. it a health issue mm. i'm just not strong enough i'm just not i'm just sad like mm-hmm. there's something wrong etc mm. etc et and so you just shut yourself down so many so people i've worked well. with before they even will be in treatment oh, i know this is a silly reason it's mm. not silly Starting at all yeah, yeah. you're already minimizing it you're already shutting yourself off Mm. if something's bothering you it should be warning you okay i need to make a change Mm. if someone is constantly hitting you in the head you're going to tell them to stop aren't you yeah you're not just going to say oh it doesn't matter i'm just getting tapped lightly in my Mm. face someone is hurting you so if you're being harmed mentally you have to address it Mm. and you should we should never compare ourselves to others so Mm. so dangerous i'm depressed my cousin has lost his mum his dad he's now homeless so if that's happened to him and he's doing all right i should be fine yeah it just doesn't work all that's happened is i didn't get that promotion at work or my performance review wasn't good so i have no right to be depressed Mm. he's still still doing well and look at what's happened to him we should never compare ourselves Mm. never ever 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 you guys are just talking to me <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago episode 12 we talked about the race disparity mm. order and there was a statistic that i read then that i'm going to read now and i knew that um i could read it to you guys and just see what you guys I think, think. Theresa may did yeah it was from the ethnic facts and figures that um Theresa may commissioned but some of the statistics were black women were the most likely to have experienced a common mental disorder such as anxiety or depression in the last week and black men were most likely to experience a psychotic disorder and it spoke about um, black adults were more likely than adults and other ethnic groups to have been sectioned under the mental health act and yeah so why do you guys think it's so high for black men and black women Zoe? So, <laughs> I, I was speaking to my mum after we watched um, the news about, like, the, the reports that you're talking about. Yeah. And my mum's, like, um, she was a psychologist for a long time. She was a therapist for a while. So, I, I like to kind of hear what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Wow, runs in the family, boy. Them ones. So, <laughs> but my mum was actually quite surprised um, when it came to the women. Not when it came to the men. Yeah. When it came to the black women, because she said things have pretty much been consistent she, since she started working in this country like the statistics have just followed the same stuff but with the black women she was she was probably surprised and i kind of felt the same way i was like i would well first of all let me address what i feel like i can explain so when it comes to the black males being sectioned i think Cognitive this is something that's <laughs> i think there's an issue um yeah. I'm not trying to say it for the sake of saying it, but I think there's an institutional problem when it comes to perceiving um, black men specifically, which we see reflected in the criminal justice system. We see reflected in health services. We see reflected in mental health services, whereby um, there seems to some degree to be like an inbuilt fear of black people, especially black black men, um, so much so that if somebody is, if a man's, um having a psychotic episode yeah which to be fair for anybody that may cause fear for them because people don't the average layman doesn't really understand psychosis and all those kind of things but there seems to be like a threat whereby people feel like they're threatened um because a bl- especially when it's a big black guy and it's just like oh what's gonna happen to me and so i think there's there's almost a a bias in the sense that 
that their symptoms can be seen to be as like more dangerous more dangerous to society, society or something like oh, that I get what so you i mean. remember reading this is this is about the, what i'm about to say is about the criminal justice system i remember reading it like five six seven eight maybe nine years ago but just something about like obviously when people are angry they flare their nose like mm-hmm. it's a natural response i don't know why that is but people a lot of the time people are really mad they flare their nose but obviously black people just have big noses in general yeah. and so some people perceive aggression before a man's even angry do you know what i'm saying before a black man's even angry just this is like you know it's just one factor to go by i'm not using this to define everything i'm saying but there's just this perception that raw like this guy's already angry. So if he actually is angry, there's an extra level of aggression that's attached to him. In addition to media perceptions of black people are crazy and the um Black women are crazy. Black women are definitely crazy. Uh, but black men are just intrinsically loud aggressive and aggressive and black women. And it? I would actually say that's a big one from the question you asked before about one of the misconceptions about mental health. People with mental health um disorders there's a very low percentage of people that are a risk to other people. Yeah. The main the main victim, so to speak, is usually themselves. They're, they're much more likely to be um, a danger to themselves in, in terms of suicide and um, self-harm and self-abuse and all those kind of things um, than to other yeah. people and to violence by far. Like, So I think that's another misconception. I just, just remember that now because what mm. I was talking about was perceived aggression what do you say about cognitive bias what you said you're already viewed as a threat to be honest with you so anything you do is like viewed in a negative light or it sort of like confirms what they already already suspected yeah if that makes sense especially if you're black i'm not saying these people are intentionally racist Mm -hmm. i'd say media the type of words they use to describe us that sort of stuff um but then at the same time i do think if you even if you think about the mental health act for example it's built mm. for white european people mm. it's not really built for the fruit bowl of a society that we are where we're just different ethnicities and mixed and mm. there's mixed race people there's black there's white there's indian there's tamil there's a variety of cultures you probably find people from every continent and country in the world in london if i'm to be honest with you but what i mean is like if the mental health act was designed for like white people i guess um and then on top of the cognitive bias that already exists if we are now stepping outside of like the boundary of what's called clinically sane yeah and they interpret our culture i mm-hmm. guess not maybe not necessarily our skin color but they interpret our culture as okay this person is being delusional mm-hmm. um i remember when i was working in secondary care they wanted to section this woman because um oh, what was she doing she wasn't speaking english she was not she was wasn't speak they went they did a home visit wasn't speaking english she was just lying on the floor they said she is neglecting herself she hasn't eaten um she's not communicating so it's like she's lost capacity mm-hmm so that's what they were going I think that's what they were going to section her on mm. some various other things but it was like I think later on down the line they had to even get a translator she lost someone yeah she was already a mental health patient living oh, in a community okay. but this exacerbated her thing she got sectioned but I I guess if there was that communi- if that barrier of communication had been broken in the first place she would have probably never got sectioned but if she's 
But at the same time, if someone is neglecting themselves, if they're just lying on the floor every time you go and see them, they're not communicating with you, they have a duty of care yeah. as well. Mm. But I, I don't know, it's case by case. I don't really know too much. I've seen about five or six of them. Three of them involved the police and it was horrible, if I'm to be honest with you. Yeah. They just, like, adorn raid with the whole shields and just creates so much more anxiety. their helmet and stuff imagine someone kicked down your front door dressed in that battle armor thing they have yeah what you're going you're to lash out you're yeah. you're going to lash out but I, so you're saying that it's a lot so the statistics it's it's skewed because cognitive bias because of the way black people are viewed already mm. so so, you're, so are you saying that if you was to remove that it would be the same or more. I, I again, don't know I'm, how not, to call. I'm not too sure. I feel as if, put it like this, different social, different societies are going to have different, different, approaches. different approaches and also different issues. So for example, anorexia is not, they're not huge figures of um, black people black with anorexia. Yeah. It's a very predominantly white female issue. There are many males of it. There are many Chinese people that loads of other ethnicities like it's something that exists in general but my point is that in this country in countries with white people it is significantly higher now that's not intrinsic to their whiteness it's not like their lack of menelin causes this or like our beautiful menelin causes something (laughs) else or something like that like it's just so society plays plays a huge part in it and i think not taking i think and i don't i don't think this is necessarily deliberate but not taking into account people's culture when you're treating them is an enormous problem. Because when I was studying um, Massive. counseling, I, my tutor was a black woman and she was saying how, she'd been studying since like the 50s in this country. She was just saying how like, it took a long time for people to actually, first of all, psychology was pretty much dominated by white males, mm-hmm. um, like most industries. Now are. it's more my, white females. Now it's more, yes, yeah, it's, it's more, it's still white people, it's more females. Um, the sisters are increasing though. Shout out to sisters. Yeah, more. <laughs> but, but, um, and she was saying a huge issue with that is, um, so she, she was from Nigeria and um you guys have never faced. <laughs> Can you Shut shush up. please? <laughs> Continue Zoe. Uh, she's from Nige and, um, one of the things like on her PowerPoint on a slide, I don't think they had PowerPoints in the fifties, but the point is <laughs> one of the things they've been taught was like, um, some people believe like they see um, snakes or that someone is trying to curse them. And, and this is um, obviously a, uh, what's that word? D- this, this is, is delusional. delusional. This is you're um, out of sen- touch with reality. Yeah, it's being out of touch rea- with reality. Now, obviously, Deviation. people have different theological views on like Deviation from things. ideal mental health. Wow. That was giving you them. <laughs> the the obviously, pe- pe- oh. people have different theology on like what, um, like the existence the, or the the physical presence or the perceivable presence of demons today and et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, for her, when she was talking to a Nigerian person saying that I think my grandmother's put something on me, she wasn't thinking this is this um, paranoid schizophrenic. Because in our cultural context, that is a normal thing to assume. Even if... <laughs> yeah, like, true. Very by, true. By Very normal, true. what I mean is that it's not a rare thing to hear. Yeah. Even if it is irrational, it's almost a normal irrational thing if that makes sense it's like it's the kind of irrational thing you hear every day because there's context because there's it. context to it where it's a but white person she was like, being never, taught like obviously you know this is a symptom of you know like, and she was kind of like hello that's not 
she's not she's not now saying yes yeah, rational but she's saying that's not that strange in our social context and so imagine that fair enough time has passed but like imagine the impact that's had on on black people going to going to these um black people with those views i'm not saying everyone thinks like that but like imagine talking about something that means a lot to you mm. and all the people are hearing is they're just ticking boxes delusions visions yeah. hearing voices and you're literally like guys it's not to say that you don't obviously you've called for help because you believe something's wrong or because someone's um encouraged you to go for help but it's the fact that there is no desire to seek to empathize with what the person's speaking about, do you know what I'm saying? And there's no yeah. acknowledgement that this exists in this, these kind of ways, this kind of narrative exists in that culture. And I think that's a huge issue as well. Yeah, and a, a white person is not going to be like, um, what does snakes, what does, sorry, what does a curse by my auntie mean? Mm. They're not even going to ask that. And at the same time, I don't think the onus is on, I think there is some responsibility for them to explore what yeah. they mean when they say something. Mm which is why I try and be as specific as I can. Mm. Had a person say to me, prob- no, so he's probably the fourth black guy, um, probably the only one who blames spirits. He said to me, um, oh, I've been cursed. And I was like, what do you mean you've been cursed? And he was like, I think it's my ancestors or his someone from back home has mm. done this to him. And I was like, okay, how have you come to that conclusion? I understood what he means because I've watched enough movies, quote unquote, heard yeah. enough stories from Nollywood. this uncle and this auntie. But let one of when I took it to supervision, they were like, "Is he secondary care?" That was the first question they ask. Mm. Is he having um? Is he having an unhealthy relationship with reality? Um, because he's now bl- um, blaming the way he feels on an external force. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So that's why it's, they won't, they just assume secondary care straight away. And I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I do, as Zoe said, cultural context is definitely needed. And I think therapists at least definitely have, res- the, the, the training is quite thorough, but you have res- you have responsibility to, to, um, be empathetic so to seek to know what the person is actually saying what they Mm. mean in their mind when they use these words what are they actually saying what do they mean um and to to clarify and to be specific so that you're actually responding to what they are Mm. saying not to your perception your cultural perception what you think they're saying because that's how these kind of things happen so like you said um therapists are supposed to or counselors are supposed to just ask okay so when you said this what did you, what do you mean? mean so for example if someone says i think i'm thinking of um killing myself they may be like is it just like a fantasy you're having like you had a bad day and you're saying i just want to kill myself yeah, what well, to be fair they wouldn't give you two boxes they'd ask an open question and let you respond or are you literally saying i'm actually making plans to kill End myself my life, yeah because whatever the response is is gonna there's a huge difference if it's the first response let's continue talking let's continue exploring perhaps if it's a second response i need to call your gp do you know what i'm saying they're two different things and what you ask what you clarify on is determined by your cultural context and your Mm. willingness to say i may not actually understand but there's an assumption that i understand what they're saying and therefore which is why the natural response to them may be oh so is this a um, secondary care issue, do you know what I'm saying? Rather yeah. than clarification, like you would do with something else, like depression. Mm. You know what cool. I mean? What is said, what is heard, what is understood, and what is intended. 
Mm. I'll never forget that. That was just I'm not clicking for Daryl. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode on mental health. There was a lot to talk about, so please stay tuned for part two, which will be coming soon. Keep it locked.